Welcome to the most musty talk show in the... No, actually, it's not a talk show. It's a podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to... Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. See, what happens is the Miz says that and nobody says Miz TV. A couple right, people yeah. say it. And then <laughs> it, it just goes blank. It's so embarrassing every time. And then he has to, like, say it after. <laughs> He's like, Miz TV. Right. And you just feel so bad for him because it's like, you know... When The Rock would say the millions and then he would stop and it's like it's millions, you mm-hmm. know, and it's just like, but nobody does it for Miz, man. It's And I like The Miz. I think a lot of people like The Miz, especially the spot that he was just in. Yeah, it's like he's over, but still when he does that little thing, everybody's like, no, no, F you, man. We're not, we're not singing along. Miz just this can't isn't win, sing along with The Rock. That's right. <laughs> The Strudel. Remember that? Yeah, Lillian Garcia. Yeah, yeah Garcia. The Strudel. Think the Strudel. Looking at the Strudel. Anyway, we haven't introduced ourselves yet, but you probably know who we are by now, but we're still going to introduce ourselves. My name is Dirty Mike. And I am the Big Ugly. And we are here on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. We've been going one year strong, one year plus Big Ugly. One year, man. We just celebrated our 25th episode. Uh, last episode, That's right. we had Jam and Jason, so it was jamming with the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. That's right. That's a new uh, mug, a new t-shirt, a new coaster. And a new heavyweight dog. I don't know, just new. But anyway, yes, that was great. We're having a good time. We're still doing it. We appreciate everybody listening on iTunes and SoundCloud and Stitcher and TuneIn Radio, liking, following, subscribing. You know, it's great. We're on so many mediums. What's next? Yeah, man, what is next? I mean, I feel like we're on all the audio mediums except for... No, yeah, we like. No, we're on now. on all the main audio mediums. Yeah, that's correct. I guess MLW Radio needs to pick us up next, where uh, Bruce is. Well, they could Pritchard. MLW yeah. Radio, the Bruce Pritchard show. You know what happened when and something to wrestle yeah. with Bruce Pritchard. And get that uh, Miller Time sponsorship, and we'll be good to go. Miller Time hashtag, hashtag it's Miller Time. It's Miller Time <laughs> or uh, Roll Tide, right? <laughs> <laughs> but we we got the Nestle Pure Life, so hashtag Nestle Pure Life water. Yeah, and uh, hashtag it's. Pure lifetime. What? <laughs> <laughs> mm. Swig of water. We're the working man. Um, by the way, speaking of hashtag, that kind of leads us in. We're going to give you a little intro of what's going to happen later on in this podcast, as you would call it possibly the main event of this podcast is going to be none other than the EWA Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Champion, hashtag Pat Anthony. The leader of what is left of supremacy. I, I don't know. He wanted this forum. He wanted this medium. And we got security. We got all seven of them back that were here that were uh, watching TJ that one time. You remember that? Yeah, man. I remember that. It was a dangerous situation for you to be in. I was not here. But you had your bodyguards. Yeah. Which was good. Pain now you're security. here this time, though. Yeah, I'm here this time. How do you feel we about still this? still got guards. Um, I'm a bit worried, man. We've seen, we've seen what supremacy is capable of. Now they've turned on. TJ, uh, so it, they're unpredictable. If I could say a word, it's unpredictable. Unpredictable. And I don't like being around or being in unpredictable situations. I'm sorry to have to put you in that, and uh, I appreciate you sticking around. You know, I don't like being uncomfortable either. Obviously, you've seen what's happened to me in the past, um, but uh, some good things have come out of it as well. So 
We do have hashtag Pat Anthony. Uh, he's going to talk about a lot of different things. He's going to give his reactions to Rage in the Cage, which was earlier this year in January. He's going to give his reactions to the Sweet 16 that was in March. He's going to give his reactions to our recent interviews with Desert Storm and Apollo Crews, as well as the Prince of Pop Style, TJ Sykes. And there's some big news about TJ uh, that we're going to reveal to you a little bit later on in the podcast. Huge news about TJ Sykes. Uh, what holds the future in store for him? I'm excited. This is information. I don't know. This so is new information for yeah. you. I'm yeah. ready. I, I'm gonna. You want, I can put you on. I can tell you, but I, or I could, uh, you know, just drag it on and surprise you a little bit. No, later man. On. I, I like to be surprised. It's man. like pro wrestling. You don't want to know exactly yeah, everything no, that's going I don't on. Know, man. So we're gonna tell you a little bit later. But yes, we have an interview live in the mansion with security um, of hashtag Pat Anthony, the current EWA Pro Wrestling heavyweight champion and that's all going to be a little bit later on but we're going to talk about a lot of different things uh, i've got a few things to bring up in this podcast but we're going to talk about a little bit more about the superstar shakeup and wwe as it were we're going to talk about raw smackdown we got payback which is the raw exclusive pay-per-view coming up on april 30th on the wwe network for if you don't know how much it's for right now we can't tell you because we're not going to promote them that's about the only people we won't put over right yeah <laughs> <laughs> but if we did it might work you know maybe we can cut a deal on netflix like lucha underground and get what the podcast i don't know how that works uh, lucha underground uh, netflix uh, maybe they got a radio channel we can log into or 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 I got this idea from one of our possible interviewees in the near future. Maybe we do a Facebook Live as we're recording. So you'll hear the podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. But you could see, if you tune in to Facebook Live, you could see part of the interview live. I, I like that, man. We should do that. How about that? That's yeah. next for yeah, that's next. Yeah. Dirty Ugly it, Wrestling man. Podcast. Yeah. Got a lot of people that want to be on the podcast. We got the artist, Duran G. Jay up and coming in the business of professional wrestling and EWA pro wrestling and in life in general. The artist Duran Jay. We got Tony Macko. Tony Macko is going to be one of the big rookies of the year from 2016 in EWA pro that wrestling. That guy's had a great year, man. Hasn't he? And he's definitely uh, shown himself this year so far in 2017. Big future, just like the big hair for Tony Macko. And we've got Keith Beecraft coming up later on in this year. He is uh, one of the announcers for EWA Pro Wrestling. And he is also a comedian. He is an entertainer. He is a good guy. Keith Beecraft. Also, Chris Burns. That one's interesting. EWA Pro Wrestling, former tag team champion, former uh, a lot of things, but always a wonderful stand-up individual. Do you hear the sarcasm in my voice? Chris Burns, he slapped me in the face when I was a referee, Big Ugly. Did you deserve it? Um, I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. I don't believe I did anything to provoke him. You're the official. You can't hit the official. Right. You can't hit the official. That's one of the rules in professional wrestling, which is one thing we're going to have to go over someday on the podcast, because sometimes there's rules, sometimes there's not rules. And and right now, we want to put over the trilogy, not the trilogy, actually, the whole saga of Rocky. Rocky Balboa, Rocky 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, very underrated, but not the best Rocky. So, it's funny, I was going to bring this up. Rocky and I was Balboa going to say, and Creed, I'm sorry, right. go ahead. Oh yeah, and Creed, alright, so including Creed. Including right. Creed. And Rocky Balboa, the right. movie. 
wherever you're listening right now, right. I want you to comment. All right. Oh, comment. I want you to comment and say who, which Rocky movie is the best. I want, I want the listener's opinion. Comment on Facebook, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever you're listening. DirtyUglyWrestling at gmail.com. DirtyUglyWrestling at gmail.com. I want to know which is the best Rocky movie. That is a great question, and we will talk about that on a segment on the next podcast. And if you comment, uh, we'll put you over. You know, we don't mind putting people over. We put everybody over on this podcast, except the WWE Network, even though we just said it like three times. Yeah. <laughs> but what is your favorite Rocky? And we're, we'll, we'll give you a lead in. We'll talk about our favorite Rocky movies. As I told you offline, Big Ugly, I believe my favorite Rocky movie is Rocky IV. And there's a couple of reasons for that. One, it is the first movie that I remember as a kid seeing in the theater with my dad. And, you know, God bless what used to be Golden Ring Movie Theater, if anybody's familiar with the Baltimore area. And we walked in and we were late. And you know what? We snuck in. That's right. We saw it for free. Movie, movie hopping. Big, big, ugly. We saw it for free. And... We got there right as the scene was starting with the MGM Grand and the fight with Apollo Creed and Ivan Drago, 262 pounds of muscle from Russia, Soviet Union, as it were. So that's my favorite, Matt. What is your favorite Rocky movie? If he dies, he dies. That's right. (laughs) Good. That Uh, was very good. So uh, I think the best Rocky movie is hands down uh, Rocky 3. Come on, Creed. Come on, Creed. Clubber Lang. Clubber Lang, man. Um, Played by a WWE Hall of Famer, Mr. T. And his mama. Hey, so Was his mama in a movie? No. Okay. <laughs> he probably talked to his mama yeah. offset. Come on, woman. You need a real man. Come on. Yeah. Creed. That's great. Yeah. So, and you know, also, WWE Hall of Famer Hulk Hogan in that movie. Thunder Lips. That's right. Thunder yeah. Lips is here in the flesh, baby. Yeah, man. So I, I say Rocky Three. I, I think I like the story of, you know, Rocky's on top of the world at this time, you know. Um, and we've seen champions like this, you know. They got they get settled in for a while, you know. They think, like, they're unbeatable. Here's this hungry guy that comes along, you know. Young guy, hungry, has never been at the top. And, you know, he knocks him out, you know. And then, and then it's that... That nice redemption arc of him having to want it to get it back, and you know, watching him work with Apollo Creed right. to get it back, changes you know, the entire eye, style. Eye of the Tiger, right? Changes his style, um, you know. So I, I, I enjoy, I enjoyed that, and, and, and Creed. Uh, I said Creed, uh, but Clever Lang was such a hateable character. Like he was so cocky and arrogant that you just wanted to see him get beat. Um, Ivan Drogo was the same way, though. You, you yeah. kind of wanted him to go down. Ivan Drago didn't have as much personality. No. He was more of a machine. Yeah. Uh, Clubber Lang had a lot of uh, heel in him, as it were. Yes. He was a bad man. He was a bad dude. I wish he was that bad and played that kind of character, but he was tagging with Hulk Hogan in WWE, so, I mean, I don't know how much of that character he could have got across. Yeah, yeah, no, you couldn't. And so, yeah, so I think Rocky Three. Rocky Three, I think... Was the uh, was the best? I, I think another. I love Rocky Four. I think what gets me about Rocky Four is I get too sad when Apollo Creed dies. But at the same time, I like that scene in the car where Rocky is like driving and they got the No Easy Way Out playing. That's a great song. That's a great no soundtrack. Easy way out. There you yeah. go. That's a great soundtrack to that movie. But what about Rocky Three when Mickey dies? Isn't that sad? 
That was sad. Or did you kind of... McNine was sad. Did you kind of see that coming, you know, a little bit more than you saw? Because Apollo getting killed was kind of out of nowhere. Exactly. Like, the RKO was out of nowhere. Exactly. But Mickey was, like, sick, and his head was having, like, heart palpitations through the movie, so you kind of saw it coming. They set set it up for you in the beginning that he was getting older, he was getting sick, that he might not be around. Apollo Creed, it's like, you thought, like, yeah, he might get hurt pretty bad, but seeing him die in the ring... That was bad. That was bad, yeah. That was like, yo, it's Apollo. Like... It's Apollo Creed. Right. How can you kill Apollo right. Creed? Exactly. It's like one Living of the main characters in America. Of the there you Sorry, go. Man, I'm in a song You're in a mood. Rocky yeah, Four man. kind of mood, man. Yeah, man. You got that set soundtrack, man. It's beautiful. Burning yeah. Heart and Hearts on Fire and got Kenny Loggins and James Brown. James Brown still alive? Yeah. No, James Brown is done. I'm yeah, sorry. He's, he's gone. He passed away? Yeah, he passed away. How long? I mean, I thought he, he might have been in like jail or something. No. He I mean, was I, in jail. I, yeah, I think he did do some time. Uh, but uh, yeah, and I think he passed away maybe like five or six years ago, maybe. I'm, I'm way behind yeah. on the time. You know what? And that brings up a sad point. Do you know what I saw earlier today on Facebook? What? You know who passed away? Who? Matt Anois. I want to say Anoy, and a part of the Roman Reigns family, part of the Rock yeah, family. Yeah, part of the Anoy family. Yeah, yeah. he was uh, Matt Anoy. And uh, he played Rosie. Uh, he was Rosie, the uh, hurricane sidekick. Um, he was the SHIT, the superhero in training. Uh, he was one of Three Minute Warning. Uh, Rosie, Rosie and Jamal. Remember Rosie? No, man. I'm gonna have to look him up. Check so, that out. That might have been during the time when you weren't watching wrestling too much. I, but the thing is, I was watching when when Hurricane Helms was around. I was in it, man, because I love the Hurricane. So yeah, he had that big sidekick. His name was Rosie. Remember, he had like called him the Hamburglar. He had the purple mask on. The ham- I just remember the Rock calling him the Hamburglar. The Rock. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Check it out, but Rosie, no, that that was his uh, his most recent so, claim to fame. Uh, what yes. happened? I'm not sure. I, I haven't read completely up on it, and I do apologize if I don't have more details. That was very, very recent. I mean, I was literally um, coming home from my shoot job. I don't shoot anybody, but you know what I'm saying? Shoot. You yeah, know what I'm saying? It's a shoot. Man. It's a shoot, but... He kills people. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> I do not. That That's not people. dirty or ugly. That's not real. Uh, but no. Uh, you, you, I think you're checking it out on your Google machine right now. But, yeah, he passed away, and I don't know exactly if they— Age 47, man. 47. That's relatively young so was in the he, grand scheme of things. Was he Roman's— uh, One of the cousins. A cousin of Roman. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's a huge family, one of the cousins. Yeah. Um, Roman Reigns was not on Monday Night Raw last night, and uh, maybe this could be one of the reasons why. I mean, I know, yeah, they put him out, and they put him out in a big way. We're going to have to talk about that. Uh, sometime soon after we get done this intro, but yeah, it, it, we gotta talk about Braun Strowman. We gotta talk about all kinds of things. But yeah, Matt Anoy, uh, Anwa. I'm sorry if I'm saying that name wrong, but passed away. Uh, Godspeed. You know, God bless that man. And it's and getting to be another year for the people passing away, and that's not good. It's not good, Big Ugly. Not good at all. And um, so that's that's very sad. Where where do we go with that? We, we, what were we talking about? We we're talking about Rocky. We we're talking about Creed. We we're talking about. Burgess Meredith playing Mickey, dying. Um, so we talked about that. That's, that's how we got into it. Okay, so... So yes. what about Rocky 1? I mean, because Rocky 1 is a classic, man. But, that, I, but I feel like they got better. I feel like it, Rocky was one of those series that got better than, you know, than the first. Like, the original is a classic. Right. But I feel like they improved. And I think Sylvester Stallone, when he wrote Rocky 1, it was only intended to be a one-off. It wasn't intended to be an entire series. Right. But when Rocky One succeeded, they asked him, can, you know, he and he had written a little bit of Rocky Two. He was like, you, you want to do Rocky Two? He was like, yeah, let's move on. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, because the way Rocky One ended, 
is the same way Rocky Balboa ended in a tie. Yes. And, you know, so it capped off the series, the entire lineage. And then Creed kind of went in its own direction. Yeah, I love Creed. I mean, Creed is, and it's hard for me to pick Rocky III still because Creed is a great movie. It is. I really enjoy Creed a lot. Um, But still. And they're supposed to be doing another one of those, aren't they? Yeah, they are doing a Creed too, man. Sylvester Stallone a part of that? I believe so, yeah. Um, I, I can't. Yeah. He almost died in Creed. Yeah, he's going to be a part of it. Um, but right now, the director of Creed and Michael B. Jordan, they're both like the director of Creed, which I forget his name, but he's also um, directing a Black Panther movie. Oh, and Michael B. Jordan is also in a Black Panther movie. Oh, how about that? They, they like to work together. So, uh, you know, we won't see a Rocky until I mean another Creed until they're done with that project. Couple years, maybe. Yeah, maybe another year. So, I mean, I think Black Panther should be finished filming by the end of this year. So, yeah, maybe another two years or so you might see that. How about that? But we've gone off on tangents because that's what we do here on the Dirty Rug, uh, Ugly Wrestling (laughs) Dirty Rug. You know, that's what TJ coming in here talking about me needing to sweep up. So, you know what I'm saying? But this place is clean. The mansion is always clean. But anyway, um, we've gone off on tangents, but we are going to take a short break and we are going to come back and talk about all things WWE, Raw, SmackDown, Superstar Shakeup, maybe a little TNA, Impact, Lucha Underground, Ring of Honor. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) We're talking about uh, MMA a little bit because we were having a nice little conversation offline about, uh, you know, well, why don't we actually just dig into that one right now before we take a break? So you said it. We could have it somewhere down the road. Conor McGregor versus Floyd Money Mayweather. Floyd Money Mayweather. And that could revitalize both the UFC mixed martial arts industry and the world of professional boxing. Absolutely not. It is going to be the CM Punk versus Mickey Gall. What? Absolutely. All hype. No action. Are you serious? Very serious. Conor McGregor is a great MMA fighter. No one can take that away from him, okay? But we've already seen the boxing and mixed martial arts crossover when Randy Couture took on, uh, what was that guy's name? James Tony, that that boxer. Yeah. And, and I mean, it, it wasn't even a competition. Like, Randy Couture, the guy was out of his element. Like, James Tony, I mean, like, he was in Randy Couture's yard. You know, Randy Couture was the undertaker. This is my yard, right? <laughs> okay. Um, and so this is the same to me with uh, Connor and Floyd. Connor is entering Floyd's yard. Here's a guy, right, that grew up boxing. You're committed to one thing, boxing. You have a record of 49-0 and 0 in one sport, boxing, right? He's he did, a, he's he a did, legend. He did beat the big show at uh, WrestleMania. Right, exactly. I'm sorry. And, and he's one and oh in WWE. <laughs> <laughs> so but the whole point is that, you know, you know, uh Floyd is flashy, you know, Floyd can sometimes come across as like a caricature, but Floyd is an amazing athlete and boxer. Okay. He, he's no joke in the ring. Um and so Connor, who yes, you're gonna learn a little boxing and mixed martial arts, but there's so much other things that you need to learn. That you're not that's not your focus. And I mean Connor can go ahead and train for the next couple months, but we're still talking about him fighting a guy that's been training his whole life, that's forty nine and oh, has never been defeated in this one particular sport. Um I like like I said, I, I think it's a I think it's hype. I think it's like CM Punk, watching CM Punk come into the ring. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that Connor stands a chance, man. So in the match itself you put Floyd Money Mayweather over. Yeah, and I, I put him over, and I'm not going to say Floyd has never been a knockout artist. You know, he's not a Tyson. He's not somebody that's going to no, go in there. No, he drags it out, man. Right. He will let you wear yourself so, out. Right. He will play. Yeah, and so Connor, Connor has. Let me. But here's the thing. 
Connor has a bit of a chin. Like, Connor can take a hit, but Connor's never fought straight up boxers. Right. You know, um, where their sole focus is precision, accuracy. So, depending on the way Floyd might hit him, you know, Connor may go down. But I would say that, you know, given Connor's athleticism, that I could see the fight going a distance, but I still don't think that. He he's going to beat Floyd Mayweather. But would the fight deliver on the hype? You're probably saying no. I'm, I'm going to say no, man. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say Connor's going to come out aggressive um, in the beginning because he's going to want to show Floyd, you know, because that's how that's how MMA is. You know, sometimes well, sometimes they slow up in the beginning, but they you know, they can be aggressive. So he's going he's going to want to get aggressive. Floyd's going to play his game. He's going to duck and dodge. He's going to move fast. He's going to tag him, man. And I think he's going to go that route. Do you um, think this match will actually happen? Yes. Okay. At this point, I do. Um, I think Flo- at this point, Floyd Mayweather wants it to happen. Um, really, I think it was just down to whether Conor McGregor could do whatever he could, you know, with Dana White to get this okay. Um, but, yeah, I think at this point, I think even Dana White has said the fight is going to happen. So now it's just a matter of when and when. when. Right. And on what medium, because I believe, I don't think you can market this as a UFC bout. You have to market it as a belt. boxing match. Yeah, absolutely. Like, Connor had to go get his boxing license, which he did. So, it's a boxing match. So, check this out. The Once this is all signed, once they find a venue, once they find, you know, who's going to... The, the sponsors are going to line up to be a part of this because this is going to be... Yes, we've seen this crossover happen before, but these are two of the biggest... And we were talking about kind of the decline of professional boxing and the decline of UFC. It's not as popular as it once was. This could bring vitalization back to the hype and maybe to the merchandising and to the, you know, to the sales and things like that. And you got to put an undercard on this thing. And anybody that's going to be on an undercard would be, you know, that much more of a superstar. And that could revitalize boxing and they could also promote UFC at the same time. So I just think as far as a marketing standpoint and a promotion standpoint, this could be huge for both sports, both professional professions, both companies. All right, so here's saying? Yeah, I see what you're saying. I'm a, I'm a disagree a bit, and I'm gonna say that I feel like this is gonna be a one-off in which it's gonna do a lot to make money for those two competitors. I don't feel like it's gonna do much for either sport, and here's the reason why. After this match is done, Floyd's gonna go back into retirement. That 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 is what it is. He he's done. He's That's already true. retired. He's coming out. He's just gonna go back into retirement. So. You know, there's no more Floyd matches to look forward to. After this, Conor McGregor is just going to go back to UFC and continue being Conor McGregor. But it's going to bring attention back to boxing, but for how long? You know, the problem is, is that the notice that the stars of of the shoot, um, the shoot sports, right? Like boxing and MMA, you know, they were people that either one, they could talk and cut promos mm-hmm. or they could um, or or. They just did things in the ring that no one else was doing. Sure. And the problem is, is that in either sport, like you don't have anybody doing either one. You know, you don't have anybody in either sport just crazy knocking people out like Chuck Liddell used to do in MMA or, mm-hmm. you know, like Tyson in, in, in boxing. Um, you don't have people like Connor that's like just cutting promos on everybody. You know, it's, it's just him. You know what I'm saying? It's, I got you. There's no real... Uh, there's no real substance there. It's it, it, like you said. It's like a one-off. You got yeah. one here. You got one yeah. there. But even now, you know, I, I'm not necessarily jumping to pay fifty nine ninety nine or however much it is for a UFC pay per view to watch 
uh, you know, some decent fights and some decent fighters, but, you know, unless you're crazy into it, like, hardcore beginning to end, you know, it's going to be hard to pay that kind of money to watch that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? So uh, Absolutely. But, I mean, I see your point, but hopefully this match does happen, and when it does, we are going to talk about it in depth, uh, at length, and just like you can... Listen to other podcasts and listen to at length, like The Pritchard Show, like Something to Wrestle with Bruce Pritchard, Owen Hart, Undertaker, great shows. You're going to listen to that coming up when you get a road trip. You know, uh, it's going to be great. What I'm hoping uh, with MMA, I'm going to jump back to MMA. Jump it. Two things. One, I'm hoping that John Jones finally comes back and is able to fight Daniel Cormier again. That would be for the third time scheduled, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, beat him once, and then the second time, what? That's the one where he got suspended, so yes. he couldn't fight. Yeah. Um, and my other thing is, will we see Ronda Rousey fight again? You know, I haven't heard much talk about her. Like, I remember after her first loss to Holly Holm, she was all in the news, like, for months and months. Like, what's Ronda Rousey doing? Right. But after this time, after this loss, man, it's like, there's no media coverage on her anymore. It's like... Nothing. Did they give up on her because this was the second time? You know, it it wasn't a fluke. You know, this actually, and she got beat decisively. You know what I'm saying? Uh, This time around as well. So, I I don't know. I mean, she was one of those big, big names, and she was marketable, and she was, you know, building the women's division, which was building UFC to the the max with the whole thing. Dude, she was Rocky Three, man. Okay, she was was Rocky Rocky Three. She was at the top, comfortable. She seemed like she was hungry, but she was already at the top. Just at the top, overconfident, over, you know, and uh, Holly Holm just came along, man, who was hungry, and put her down. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, let's, uh, let's, let's take a break for real quick, and then let's come back and talk more because this is good stuff. Uh, we're going to talk more about WWE and everything else. Some wrestling. Wrestling, because that's what we do on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. We will be right back. Oh, Conrad. This is Dirty Mike, a.k.a. Mikey D, the voice of Maryland, and I'd like to invite you to the Pain Factory EWA Pro Wrestling Training Facility, 1113 North Point Road in Dundalk, Maryland, for free tryouts to be in the pro wrestling business. We also have pro wrestling birthday parties for all ages. For all that and more EWA Pro Wrestling info, contact us at 443-858-2755. Find us, like us, follow us, and join us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and EWA Maryland. We have returned on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Once again, my name is Dirty Mike. I'm the Big Ugly. And we are going to talk a little bit about Double Double E or WWE or whatever. Kurt Angle doesn't even say it, man. WWE. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about that. So let's talk a little bit about... Yo, before we go on, did you hear Angle on Jericho's podcast say that he took Lesnar down in a wrestling match? I did. I was like, what? And that was a shoot. That was a shoot, right. Because the funny thing is, is that when on Pritchard's podcast, Pritchard said that the one time that they tried to do it, they hurried up and broke it up. Right. But this must have been a time where they actually got away got away with it with other wrestlers. They said they got away with it for like 15 or 20 minutes. Yeah. And Kurt Angle scored the only takedown, take if you down. want to talk about that. He scored on Brock Lesnar, dude. That's that's crazy. Like, See, that's insane. And I heard that. That's a great podcast. You got to go out and listen to Talk Is Jericho. Kurt Angle talks a lot of stuff. And he talks about that, that shoot match that they kind of just one day, you know, Brock was talking and other people were talking. Who'd win? Who would win in an actual fight? So they actually went to the ring and did it, you know, before the show. And they actually wrestled around for about 15 or 20 minutes, and then Kurt took them down. So Kurt won. That's awesome, man. 
Hey, and then Kirk talked about his fight with Eddie Guerrero. That was pretty funny. That was a good story. <laughs> I was like, you tried to double-leg an Olympic gold medalist. That's great. Oh, man. Kurt Angle is a character. I'm so glad he's back in the WWE. He is the commissioner, or the general manager, I should say, of Monday Night Raw. And eventually, we're going to see him back in the ring doing yeah. some stuff. I'm liking that, um, just to start jumping in WWE, one Let's of the things that I'm liking is that they're allowing him to be the GM without Stephanie. Um, I like that. Stephanie's gonna come back eventually. I, yeah, and I know, and I know that's that to be true, definitely. I know they're gonna bring Stephanie back, but I just I don't like Stephanie. I feel like she just overshadows too much. And the other thing I don't like. Okay, so SmackDown, you have two uh, f- face um, right in, in authority, right? And then it, it, it's a weird combination when you have a heel authority figure and then a face authority figure, which they try and kind of make the. Uh, I don't know, man. Like maybe it was just a Stephanie and Mick Foley dynamic that I just wasn't really feeling. I wasn't feeling Mick Foley's time around or what. But I, I, I don't, I don't. If Stephanie's going to be in control, just let her be the authority figure, like with Triple H or whatever. But I feel you because if she comes back, I don't want her to make Kurt Angle look bad. You know what I mean? Right, and that's what she does. Like Shane, Shane doesn't make Daniel Bryan look bad. Like Shane doesn't like uh, you know exercise his authority over Daniel Bryan or right. You know try and undercut him it's like but Stephanie does that to or she did it to Mick Foley she definitely did and I don't want to do it to Angle like I think Angle would Angle slam her I would put her in the Angle lock that'd be cool you know what I'm saying um but uh yeah we're gonna jump right in but later on in this podcast do not forget later on we have an exclusive interview right here in the mansion with myself and the big ugly we have hashtag Pat Anthony the EWA pro wrestling heavyweight champion it's going to be here later so and also don't forget our poll of the week our question that we asked what is your favorite rocky movie and make sure you comment wherever you're listening right now your favorite what is the best the best you tell us the best rocky movie rocky movie so you tell us which one's the best and we'll put you over on the next podcast we'll go into a review of you know who said who was the best and we will see what you the dirty ugly wrestling podcast listeners think and then we'll see if you agree with us or you totally don't. So that's okay because we want our listeners to have opinions. Yeah, but if you don't agree with us, all I got to say is, Hulk Hogan, you suck. Uh, I thought you were going to go somewhere else with that because remember we had the podcast where we talked about the Hulk Hogan thing where Booker C, Hulk Hogan, I'm coming for you. Uh, We ain't going to go into it. But anyway, we talked about that before. I I did my little I thought that's where you were going. You sure did. No. You suck, pal. Yeah. <laughs> um, you suck, pal. Damn it. I'd say you could do that in any voice. But anyway, let's go back to WWE for a minute. Um, let's talk about the Superstar Shakeup. It sent a lot of people a lot of different ways. Most notably, and we kind of talked about this, the New Day went to SmackDown Live. Uh, how about that? Uh, as of per this podcast, we have not seen them on SmackDown Live yet, but I'm sure they'll come up soon. Uh, that's pretty interesting. SmackDown also kept AJ Styles. That's a great move. AJ needs to stay right there. Absolutely. And he's going to run that show. Yeah. He's number one on that show. He's the face that runs the place. Randy Orton and may be the champion, but AJ, Sty- right, AJ Styles is the man. Yeah, I mean, Randy Randy Orton is the champion, but I, I think that everybody's feeling, I'm starting to feel it now, that I, I don't think this championship is going to last. I think no. that it's a part of a bigger angle to get the belt back on Bray and right. keep it on Bray for a stint, hopefully. But they've got to start making Bray look good, man, because... 
Hopefully this House of Horrors match will do that because that match at WrestleMania was a little hokey with the the pictures in the ring of the maggots and the worms. Too much gaga. We kind of talked about that on our last podcast, the WrestleMania review. Uh, Check that out in the archives, by the way. Um, Yeah, so I hope it is the all bigger plan to get Bray Wyatt more and get the belt. Actually, you know, WWE has an interesting uh, thing. They don't want to use the word belt. They want to use title or championship. And, of course, Vince doesn't like his pronouns. You're going to say the guy's name. No pronouns, pal. Damn it. Um, But, yeah. But, yeah, to to talk about New Day, I think that this is a good switch for New Day. I I think so, too. Not to say that New Day was getting stale on Raw, but we were seeing kind of the same thing. So, to mix it up with them, hopefully they'll actually put them in a few because I feel like they haven't been utilizing New Day. Like, for the most part, throughout the road to WrestleMania, they knew that they were going to be hosting, so they kind of just had them... Pumping up things, you know, not really yeah. getting in any feud. So hopefully they'll start putting them back into action right. um, with this new lineup that they can go against. I hope so. And, uh, you know, different combinations of the two or the three, either one of them, that would be good. I would enjoy that. Uh, also on SmackDown, Kevin Owens went to SmackDown. That one was interesting. He was on Raw one night, and then he came out on SmackDown the next night, clean cut, wearing a suit, and he says he's now going to be the face of America because he is still the United States champion, which he must defend against Chris Jericho at Payback, and whoever wins that match goes to SmackDown with the U.S. title. Talk to me about that. Yeah, so I'm calling... I see. I see where they're going to match. I, I'm gonna say Owens is probably going to win that and, and go ahead and go to SmackDown. Uh, you think you think it's time for Jericho to take a break? Maybe? I think it uh, is. Uh, yeah, I think it's. I think Jericho's going to be. I really thought this. he was uh, going out with Fozzie and doing his other thing uh, for a while. Now this is interesting. On Monday Night Raw, very recently, he faced Samoa Joe in a very good match. Jericho versus Joe. Joe beat him clean. Uh, you know, with the Kokita clutch, beat him clean. And Jericho did a promo afterwards and he said you know what Samoa Joe beat me and that's fine but I'm, I'm focused on Kevin Owens I'm focused on the US title yeah so I don't think you beat a, that's very rare that you beat a major superstar clean before going into a major match very true you know very true um but I mean it, it's Jericho and Jericho I think Jericho's a pro and, he's there know, to he, put people right, over exactly he, he knows his role you know I'm sure he, he didn't Jericho didn't expect to have the kind of run that he's had I don't know? think he did the stuff that he got over is just like Crazy, you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, I, I I like Jericho as a heel better when he kind of turns back into the babyface Jericho. You know, um, I, I'm just kind of indifferent towards it. Okay. I feel like he's kind of handcuffed when he's the babyface Jericho compared yeah. to the heel, the heel Jericho. He's creative with the heel Jericho. I love it. Yeah, and that's good. And hopefully we'll get that back. You know, if he takes a break and comes back, because he, he can come back as much as he wants, whenever he wants. And to see another heel run would be nice. Uh, they did a really good job with this friendship or so uh, with the Kevin Owens. They dragged it out a real long time. And they had a pretty good match at WrestleMania, so uh, not bad at all. And I, I want to say about Jericho, uh, DDP yoga, you know, we got to put that over because he used it and apparently it's really good. So yeah. <laughs> that's good. Um, Let's talk about the announce team real quick. They switched up some announcers. They so did. Booker T is now on Raw. Booker T is on Raw Along taking over. Right, he's taking over for David Otonga. David Otonga's shooting a movie. So it's going to be David Otonga and Michael Cole and Corey Graves. That's horrible. You think so? Absolutely. David Otonga 
He just, I didn't think he added anything in the SmackDown, honestly. He added zero, which is why <laughs> this is horrible, okay? Because I, I'm already Michael Cole, whatever. He does his own thing, man. But I like the I like the Corey Graves and Byron Saxton, the way they played off of each other. That's true. You can't play anything off of David Otanga, okay? No. He's oh man, he's like a log out there. Like, <laughs> gosh. All right, so then SmackDown. Who we got on SmackDown? So JBL. Right. JBL and Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips. And uh, what did they say? Byron Saxton. Byron Saxton, right. And that that's not going to be bad. No, I think uh, Byron and JBL can they, play they, off right. well off of each they've other. Done, they've done this before. Here's my question for no you. No more Mauro Ranallo. So, they, I mean, this is becoming huge now. This Mauro Ranallo yeah, situation. Yeah, it's like ESPN newsworthy. Yeah, especially since Justin Roberts wrote his book oh my and goodness. detailed, you know, some of JBL hazing. Which I think that most people, if you're a what, what do they call Smarks? People yeah. that, yeah. yeah. So if you're one of them, then you probably know that JBL has been very involved in kind of the hazing and, you know, sure. whatever. Now people are calling for him to be fired. What do you think about this? You being in a business, you know, what are your thoughts on, is this actually bullying in a sense that people are making it out to be? Or is this just almost like fraternity style? It's acceptable amongst this group of people and they expect it. It depends on how far you go. And that's a good question because even during the Owen Hart interview on the Bruce Pritchard show, or I'd say the, uh, the not the interview, but you know what I mean? The, the podcast about Owen Hart. Owen Hart would rib you. I mean, and he would do it to keep things fun and light and not necessarily hazing for the fact of initiating into a fraternity. Like he would do something like, you know, he would tie your shoes together or he would leave your boots in a hot shower and turn it on, you know, something something weird. He would do a wake up call at 4 a.m. and tell you you need to be on the bus and, you know, the bus wouldn't be there. Things like that. JBL, according to what I understand in Justin Roberts' book, you know, he's very detailed about things that could actually damage your psyche, about, you know, damage your property things like that. Um, and I didn't realize it went that far. I understand being in the business, you know, things have happened. I've had my fair share of getting ribbed, uh, even doing the ribs, you know, people would, and we've talked about this on the show, people would wrap up my bags with the industrial shrink, shrink wrap, and I, I would have to cut it open and to see, get in there. And see, that's funny, though. Like, that's not, that was you know, funny, yeah. and I, I dragged it out of there like it was wrapped up. That's fine. I mean, one time somebody did go into my bag, take my keys, and steal my car. Um, but... Uh, and they, but they didn't really steal. They moved it on the other side of the parking lot. You know what I'm saying? I would have gotten my car back. Um, but it's the thing about you got to keep it light enough to be funny and not serious enough to do any damage. If you see, actually, what happens is if you see that you're doing damage on somebody, if you're really irritating somebody, somebody will continue to rib you. Somebody will continue to go. If you see that it's causing actual psychological or physical harm, somebody got to stop. You know, and I don't think JBL is that kind of guy. I think he's a great company man. He's very intelligent. I just think he's got a personality too. So I don't know, and I can't speak for anybody backstage there how deep this goes, but this is a multi-billion dollar company that's public on, you know, got an IPO and things like that uh, on the stock market. So it's going to be hard to get away with that kind of stuff for too long before actually getting fired himself yeah. from inside the company. The, you know what I'm saying? Those are my thoughts. My, my thoughts are, um, you know, I, I don't know everything. I didn't even read Justin Roberts' book. or, or I don't get know, it. It's a good read. I don't know exactly everything he detailed, but um, I would say, so I don't, I, I'm, one thing I can't, I can't say if JBL should be fired, 
But the one thing I can say is I can agree with you that there's a certain point where you shouldn't take it. Yeah. Um, but I will say this, just as you said about WWE being a public traded company, a publicly traded company, right. um, they can't stand for too much of the media attention. Right. And with this making things like ESPN, you know, with, with people constantly chanting in the crowds about, you know, fire JBL. Right. Um, you know, if too many heads start turning, they're going to have to look at doing something. They're gonna and, and I'm pretty sure they don't want to. Like, I know the events and, you know, we think it's Hunter and the people in charge. I'm sure they love JBL. He's a company sure man. Like I say, he's been with them for, what, has it been 20, 20 years? 20 years plus yeah. in some form or another, yeah. So you don't take letting a guy like that go lightly. And JBL's good at his job. Like, commentating, he's great on color. He is. Um, so, you know, you don't let a guy go like that lightly. But... You know, you also can't have a company that runs an anti-bullying campaign and then you have all of these ex-stars and media attention saying that, yeah. hey, this guy is bullying people, you know, so. And it's going to be over-dramatized <laughs> no matter what happens because now the media is involved in it and now social media is involved in it. So they're going to have to say something or slap them on the wrist or suspend them, something, you know, just yeah. to make a point. Yeah, I think suspension might be the route, man. Like, you know, um, but at the same time, I don't think it's going to be enough for people because people are going to be like, oh, this dates back too far to just do a suspension. You know, he you know, he caused a, a man with, you know, psychological issues to have to leave his job. You know, talking about Mauro Ranallo. Right. Um, so. And that's a shame, too, because I really did like him. I think he added a different flavor. He added a, a reality kind of flavor, yeah. uh, even though he was very corny at times. But I, I did, liked him. Did you hear? All right. So I heard that JBL, um, he criticized him for Morrow had tweeted about getting the announcer of the year award from whatever online thing. Yeah. And so JBL on the little talk show that they do on the network criticized him. Do you know what he said? Because I, I didn't see... That I don't remember that. Okay. I, I know it was it was very a direct comment. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I do remember hearing that it was a big deal. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a big deal. Like it wasn't just ribbing for the sake of ribbing, and it wasn't just a shot. It when it was like legit heat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. it was terrible. You know, it's like that's that's one of your guys that's on your team. You know, I don't care if you like them, don't like them, whatever. You got to work with them. You got to stay professional. Right. You know, and when you put something like that on social media. When you got so many people following everybody nowadays, you can't you can't get away with that. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so we're going to talk about that more in depth, I'm sure, later on as something uh, possibly happens. Man, let's with get TV light on. with it, man. Gosh, we went so deep into we this bullying thing, man. Can we talk about Braun Strowman? Oh, yeah. Let's talk about Braun Strowman. Let's get into some another, other heat. Another bully. Right. Another <laughs> bully. Right. Oh, my goodness. Did you see Monday Night Raw where it was the ongoing segment of destruction to Roman Reigns? Did you see that? Dude, I missed it. I saw some Are of Monday serious? Night. Are you serious? I saw some of Monday Night. No, I got to go back and watch it, man. Was All right. that good? Oh, man. It was a great, very well shot, very well written out segment. Okay. So it kind of goes like this. So Roman Reigns was doing an interview backstage. Braun Strowman attacked him. The first thing he did was hip-tossed uh, Roman Reigns through a table. That was one shot. Usually one shot's enough. Nope, that's not enough. He t drags him over, throws him into the wall, and then they got this cart that's got all of the, uh, I guess, the lighting or whatever in it. And he rams the cart seemingly into Roman Reigns' head uh, as he's laying on the ground, which was shot very well. It sounded awesome, looked awesome. They did it very well. Then they changed some cameras angles up a little bit when Roman Reigns was on a stretcher. And then Braun Strowman went to the stretcher, grabbed it, and there was a shot. You could see him going behind Roman uh, Braun's back as he was pushing the stretcher. 
So you couldn't see that there was really nobody on the stretcher or yeah. it was a dummy or something like yeah. that. So he took the stretcher out to the loading dock and throws it off the loading dock with Roman Reigns on it. That was awesome. That got a great pop. Like, oh. And then they come back to the camera shot, which is down on the ground, and Roman is in the stretcher in a completely different position, which is weird. <laughs> Uh, and they're trying to get him up, and Braun's not done. Braun comes over and gets him a- as he, I think at this point, he was into the ambulance. Because they did put him in an ambulance, and I think that's where That's Braun, where he tipped the ambulance. Yeah, Braun got him again. Braun started beating him up in the ambulance, shut the door, and then Braun went over to the ambulance and pushed it over on its side with Roman in the ambulance. So That's great, man. It just kept going and going and going, and... It was a, I think it was a really good piece of TV. And Roman was not on TV recently, as we just talked about that. And Braun Strowman came out and had a really good one-on-one match with The Big Show this past week. And you got to go back and look at this because for the third time in WWE history... I saw the ring broke. That's right. <laughs> the superplex off the top rope with the Giants and the ring broke. First time, it was... Big Show and Brock Lesnar. Yeah, man. That the was epic. second time, I think it was Mark Henry. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Mark Henry. And the Big, Big show, show, I want to believe. Big Show's in all of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big Show's in all of them. And this time, it was Braun Strowman superplexing the Big Show, the ring breaking, uh, busting completely out. And then Braun Strowman got up and no sold the crap out of it. Like, he was like, I did it. Yeah. And they ended Raw going off on him, and they kept on talking about Roman Reigns is in big trouble. So. What do you think about Braun Strowman? How do you like the push? I'm liking the push, man. I think they're doing the right thing with Braun Strowman, man. They're keeping him, they're making him look strong, um, and you're getting you're getting the fans behind him because he's going after Roman Reigns. So right. if you, you know, that's the only way to get that'll get fans behind you. <laughs> you destroy Roman Reigns. Um, are they pushing him as a heel or as a face? Because he's going after Roman Reigns, who's supposed to be a face, but. And he's doing a lot of heel things. He's doing heel things, absolutely. Yeah, and he's attacking faces like he attacked the Golden Truth and he attacked Kalisto. Kalisto. Yeah, so they're pushing him as a heel. But his next rivalry will be against another heel in Brock Lesnar. Or is Brock Lesnar not considered a heel anymore? I think Brock Lesnar is not a heel or a face. He's He's just just an attraction. He's just a guy. You know? And I think he'll come back sometime later on and he's going to, you know, have his shot against Braun Strowman. He's going to have a shot against Roman Reigns, uh, Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe, whoever. You know, Brock is going to be that special attraction. But I, I think I like the push with Braun. I think it can go somewhere. He's very talented. I just hope they protect him and I hope he doesn't get hurt. Like Finn Balor. Now, hold on. Finn Balor came to the WWE, NXT, all this stuff, came up, won the Universal Championship, went out on injury, right? Finn Balor came back, and he actually was in a match with Jinder Mahal on Monday Night Raw, and Jinder clocked the sh- you know, out of him, and he got a concussion, or post-concussion, I can't remember exactly what it was, but Finn Balor was back on Raw this week facing Heath Slater, not Heath Slater, I'm sorry, Kurt Hawkins, and it squashed him, basically is what he did. Finn Balor squashed Kurt Hawkins. So he didn't really work too hard, but Finn, I just hope he does not get injured again, because you do not want to get saddled with that kind of reputation. Yeah, so I didn't know he was injured. Actually, Jammin' Jason hit hit me and told me that Finn actually suffered a concussion because I didn't realize he did when a match happened. Jam and Jason will put you over. Yeah. Great podcast, brother. Um so that that was that was a shocker, man. And that 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 really worries me about him. You know, hopefully he's not a Daniel Bryan <laughs> coming, you know, a guy that's gonna get the great push and then just can't stay healthy enough to actually live it out. Right. 
Um, because that would be sad, man, because I feel like we could see a lot done with Finn Balor, man. I think so. Um, Especially building up to that demon character, which he can pull out on a special yeah, occasion. Dude, that would have been awesome to see a demon character versus the Undertaker. Mm. But, I mean, maybe Undertaker is prime. But, I mean, I don't want to take it to wrestle again. But, yeah. <laughs> no. And they talked about that. I think even Bruce Pritchard was asked on his podcast, you know, will the Undertaker wrestle again? And he thinks that he will. Like, it's the right time, right place, right opponent. But I think, you know, in my opinion... He at WrestleMania in the main event, he laid down the gloves, the hat, the coat. He broke character for the first time ever in 30 years. I don't. I don't want to see him wrestle again. I want to see him come back in a, as an ambassador. Yeah, I want to see him wrestle. Yeah, I mean, my thing is, um, I, I like the exit. I, they could, uh, to me, with that exit, you could easily, uh, you could easily get him back if you want. I mean, you could do some crazy. Gift. You could put the stuff back in the ring. Have Taker come up from the depths of hell and grab his gear back down. You know, I mean that would get a huge pop. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. No matter what, but just for the sake of the way he wrestles now, and you can tell he just isn't in great physical no. shape. Yeah. Um. You know, just I mean, his body's just been going for too long. Yeah. I I don't want him to damage his legacy by continuing to do something that he he can't really deliver on anymore. Like he right. used to. And not not only not deliver a five star match, but not deliver a decent match. You know. Yeah. It was almost it was hard with Roman Reigns. Um, there was a lot of kind of not fluid things going on and some blown spots some, yeah, and some things blown like spots, that. Some botches, and, and that's not fun to watch from. A person that you respect a lot, yeah, and you know who it's. You know, it's not Roman that's botching those things. You know what I mean? It's right. like you can say, "I mean, come on, we we see plenty of Roman matches that know he can go." Um, so you know what's going on, and and, and I like how they're going to give Roman a little bit of a break, even though they destroyed him. But he's going to come back stronger than ever, and he's going to still be, and not necessarily a heel, but he's going to get heat. You know what I mean? So I, I kind of like what they're doing with that. So Monday Night Raw been doing some good things. Um, and the Raw exclusive pay-per-view. We're going to see Finn Balor versus Samoa Joe, I think it is. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. It's Seth Rollins versus Samoa Joe. That's yes, a payback. Seth, That's yeah. what it is. Uh, Samoa Joe actually cut a very awkward promo on Monday Night Raw. It was very weird. He Seth Rollins was at the announce table, and Samoa Joe was in the ring, and Samoa Joe was talking about, how do you like this? Uh, we're going to break in with a little bit of... Uh, um, an interruption right now because we had a special guest coming for an interview. Let's let's let we got something going on here. Ladies and gentlemen, I just got a ring on my phone here in the Dirty Ugly Wrestling podcast and we were expecting a live interview. However, apparently he's gracing us with his presence on the phone. We have the EWA Heavyweight Champion hashtag Pat Anthony. Get them sponsors ready, Mike, because the biggest star in EWA and Supremacy is once again on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. So expect those view numbers to go up, and it's good to be on the podcast once again. We could use the views. Yeah, we, we could. And we've got a lot of people. It's blowing up. The Dirty Ugly Wrestling, but we we thought y you were setting up, we set up security because, you know, hashtag Pat Anthony is very volatile and supremacy or whatever's left of supremacy, we're going to get to that. Why aren't you here in the mansion, hashtag Pat Anthony? Well, there's, apparently there's a couple people out there who aren't too, who aren't too married aren't too very fond with the social media superstar right now, so in order to protect 
myself, my loved ones, I decided to grace your grace your podcast over the telephone so I don't have to worry about anyone trying to interfere in my ways or trying to avoid injury in any way whatsoever. So be lucky you have me on the phone as it is. Wow. I can imagine. It's a, very, it's a very dangerous situation to bring myself over to the mansion right now, considering everything that's gone down in EWA these past six months with <laughs> supremacy. Oh, and uh, we should talk about that. Uh, Big Ugly, you've seen the implosion of supremacy as it's gone along. Uh, what, what do you think about what you've seen so far? Before we get into this, what do you think? Tell hash, hashtag Pat Anthony what you think of this so far. So, I, I mean... I, if you've listened to the show, uh, you would have heard me say that I do believe that uh, the supremacy is imploding. And I believe that the way that you guys treated T.J. Sykes is the start of it. So is so you you answer me this question. Are you guys imploding? Because you just no, turned on your key. Absolutely no. not. We're stronger than ever. When you get rid of the weak link, that makes your formation stronger than ever, as, as that are right? And TJ Sykes, over the past six months, has been the weak link. Am I right or am I wrong? How? That, that's where I'm a little confused. Now, I've had my problems with TJ. I've had my problems with all of Supremacy, don't get me wrong. But TJ won the one last dance against Desert Apparently, Storm in the... He- one, and, one last dance. And I have a, a vested interest in that because, I mean, I counted, you know, I, I think the match could have gone on. Uh, but that's just me. Uh, okay, barely. But then uh, he had a match at the Sweet 16 EWA. Uh, we just had it in March, and he had it against Wes Mercer. And, uh, you know, we saw kind of, well, why don't you explain what happened to that? So Wes Mercer won that match. So is that the reason that you decided to turn on them right then and there because he lost one match? No, absolutely not. He's been the weak link of the past year. And if you want to really talk about this, let's go all the way back to when he defended the championship against DJ Hyde. DJ Hyde was about to win the EWA title and take it back to CZW to do whatever he was going to do with it. And who was there to stop DJ Hyde from becoming the EWA champion? That's right. Hashtag Pat Anthony. Then the next month we go to e, we go to EWA Evolution, EWA and CZW Evolution World War Z, and it was either going to be Joe Gacy or DJ Hyde that was going to reach up and grab that championship and take it back to CZW. DJ Six was gone. He was out of the match and he was out of the ring on the outside. But who was the guy once again who saved his ass and walked out of EWA? Evolution as the EWA heavyweight champion. That was that's it. That's right. That was me. And then you want to go back to Sweet Sixteen. He couldn't even beat the so-called gr- greatest cruiserweight of all time, Wes Mercer. He ended up losing that match. So I figured T.J. Sykes was the weak link, and myself and the rest of Supremacy decided to deal with it. We gave him the option to either take the beat to take the beating and accept myself as the new leader of Supremacy. Or he was just going to get his ass kicked and decide, we were just going to decide to throw him out anyways. He made his choice. So was this your plan the whole time to usurp authority from T.J. Sykes? Is this what you had your eyes on? If T.J. was going to drop the ball, absolutely that was my plan. If T.J. would have would have picked up where he left off and kept going, 
and kept unleashing hell along with the rest of supremacy. But no, he decided he wanted to do what the fans wanted to do, what management wanted to do, what Desert Storm wanted to do, and decided to join up with those guys. So you know what? TJ Sykes, he wants to insert himself and try to try to and try to egg me on. I'm not going to have anything to do with that anymore. And TJ Sykes is out of supremacy. And from what I've heard, he's out of EWA for good. So we won't even have to worry about him anymore. That brings up a very good point. And uh, very recently, Big Ugly, this might be news to you as well. Uh, TJ Sykes did officially announce his parting of ways with EWA Pro Wrestling. He is moving on to different ventures, different things. Um, He has said that, good or bad, he has had a lot of history with EWA Pro Wrestling. He wishes EWA Pro Wrestling nothing but the best, and he officially announced his severed ties with EWA Pro Wrestling. TJ Sykes, the Prince of Pop Style, is no more in EWA Pro Wrestling. Hashtag. And you want to know something? And you want to know something? TJ Sykes said that he he's going off to other adventures. Let's be real right now. He left EWA because of me and what Supremacy did to him. He could have tried to get his revenge, but he knew that trying to get revenge on Supremacy wasn't going to work for him, and he was going to take beating after beating after beating. So he quit. Like a little chicken, he quit. He quit like a little chicken shit that he is. And if he ever decides he wants to try to walk back into my ring, I will be waiting for him. The horses will be waiting for him. Jones will be waiting for him. And we can continue this anytime he, want, anytime he wants to. But saying that he wants to go and venture out and do other things is a load of bullshit. It's bullshit, Mike. Ooh. Wow, I, I I feel a little heat coming through the phone there. Um, it's hot. That that's definitely and that's very recent news. And for whatever reasons, he has decided to part ways. He has um, again spoke very highly of EWA Pro Wrestling, and you never know. I want to say in this business, you never know. But hashtag Pat Anthony taking full full claim on the reason TJ Sykes is gone. From EWA Pro Wrestling, so you never the know. He left because he couldn't cut it anymore. It's just plain and dry, as simple as that. He left because he couldn't cut it anymore because he realized that I was the superior man. I'm the new face of this promotion, and he just couldn't handle it. He couldn't handle it because of his own ego. So that brings me to the next point. So you are currently the EWA Heavyweight Champion. You have. Supremacy. You have, as you said, uh, the show Mr. Jones, the horses. You have your social media ambassador, Violet, who uh, was handcuffed to me at the last show, which was quite interesting. Um, but th- this is what you have. So now you have, you have a table. Desert Storm officially re- announced his retirement from the pro wrestling business. And, He's uh, a guy who couldn't cut it, too. Oh my. I beat him at last rights. Oh, my goodness. So you're saying Desert Storm couldn't cut it. You, you were there. Both of you were there. Beat him one, two, three in the middle of the ring. Beat him so bad he decided to quit after he barely beat Sean Cannon for the Sweet 16 title, and he's gone. Him and TJ, they're gone. So this leaves uh, a new table to be set at EWA Pro Wrestling. Desert Storm and TJ Sykes, regardless of what roles they were playing, they were playing some, I would say, some major roles in EWA Pro Wrestling in the past several years. And as they were doing that, you were coming up through the ranks, you know, Maryland champion, Sweet 16 winner, all of that 
getting the social media ambassador on your side, becoming a member of Supremacy, now taking the reins of Supremacy. I gotta agree with Big Ugly. I gotta see this as a full laid out plan where you just had this in mind and you just kept the wheels rolling and now you're at the spot where you wanna be. I am absolutely in the spot I wanna be and there's more to come. There's championships to win and there's a company to take over. And if I have anything to do with it at Faith No More 3, that's exactly what's gonna happen. We're done playing these stupid games with EWA Pro Wrestling and it's time to finish them off. It's time to take over. So what does that mean? What's gonna happen? Well, if you if you remember the vignettes leading up to Rage in the Cage, there was an interview I had with uh, Inspector Versace. Um, we sat down at Roman's place, Great Wings, check him out. And we um, he discussed with me that if if supremacy had control, there's a law in place that when Jim Christian took over the company, that if any sort of faction were to take hold of all of the championships, that supremacy would have total control and ownership over EWA Pro Wrestling. So I've beaten the guys who I've wanted wanted to face in the ring for the EWA Championship. It's now time to take over all the championships. It's time for the Dark Horses to reclaim their EWA Tag Team Championships. And it's time for Mr. Jones to retake the e- or to take for the first time the EWA Cruiserweight Championship. And who knows who might end up with the EWA Maryland Championship. We've seen Jason Drake barely hold on to that thing over these past few shows. But it's time for us to take those championships, take control of EWA Pro Wrestling, EWA Pro Wrestling, and reclaim it and rechristen it as Supremacy Pro Wrestling. That's what's coming in the future. Wow. That is strong. Uh, so, you know, even though we've seen sort of a changing of the guard, it, it, with EWA Pro Wrestling, it's definitely not over. In fact... Absolutely not. This new changing of the guard will be very short-lived if myself and the horses and Supremacy and Violet have anything to do with it. Hell, if I have it with the, the way I want to do it, maybe Violet will end up as the EWA Maryland champion. We might just see that. That's um, that's not a, that, that's not a far stretch. Uh, EWA Pro Wrestling is known for being very innovative with with their thinking, and I, I, you know, with a guy, and I'm trying to be very impartial here, Big Ugly. I got a lot of heat, you know, with uh, and, and I've had my issues more so with TJ Sykes in the past, but with supremacy in general and honestly you weren't one of the guys that was there holding a knife to my throat hashtag pat anthony you weren't one of the guys don't bullshit me mike you're you're being partial all the way i don't even want to hear this i i'm trying to be impartial as a broad like you talk to me like you fucking hate me like i know you do mike come on mike don't 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 leave all this on the table talk to me like you hate me like i know you do (sighs) All right, you know we're gonna shoot. Let's shoot. You know we got shoot, we got a PG thirteen. Yeah, I yeah, hashtag Pat Anthony. Hashtag that this is this is bullshit. Okay, you know you say you're gonna come to my mansion and you're gonna be here live and you call on the phone. Maybe you're afraid of me. I don't know, but I ain't trying to get in there and take your title. I, you're you're afraid of what's gonna happen. You should be very afraid of what's gonna happen because there's a lot of people that want your throat. There's a lot of people that want to put that knife to your throat there's a lot of people that want to take your head off and i can only name several of them jason drake is one of them joey badami is another one tony macko deron jay there's so many people out there Corey bush waiting in the wings. every single one that you've laid out in front of me i have beaten 
them one, two, three in the middle of the ring as I hold this championship belt above your face. Keep going. I'm, I'm listening. Uh, yeah, there's, there's just so many names, and we're not even close to being done. You know, JT Moore, you know, the all-nighter party fighter. He came so close to winning that EWA heavyweight championship from you, and I believe he would have if it wasn't for, you know, some outside interference. Of course Supremacy's going to get involved. Why wouldn't they? They always get involved. So if they, you've got all three, four people, however many you plan on bringing to Supremacy, watching your back, you could hold on to that title forever, and that championship could be yours, and EWA could become Supremacy Pro Wrestling. Wrestling or hashtag Pat Anthony Pro Wrestling. But you know what? All I've ever done is watch my back. If EWA Pro Wrestling would just smarten up and watch theirs, maybe the story would be a little bit a little bit different. You know what happened? I'll I, I tell you what. Faith No More 2 last year. Faith No More. Yeah, and we saw the basically the changing of the guard. There's something that went down that night that nobody will ever forget. You know? I, I tell you what, what, what do you plan to do? Do you plan to take, you know, somebody else on crutches or somebody else in a wheelchair? Do you plan to take them, hit them with a belt? Do you, I mean, what, what is your plan? What are you going to do? Set the building on fire? I mean, I don't know. Well, there, there's, there, there's nothing's been official yet, but I have been discussing things with Inspector Versace. And if things go the way that I'm planning, we're going to have one match where all the titles will be on the line. We'll just see. Supremacy will be the owners, the leaders of EWA Pro Wrestling at the end of Faith No More 3, mark my words. Now, wait, wait a minute. It's, you keep mentioning Inspector Versace. Uh, do you have the Maryland State Commission of Athletics in your pocket, too? Absolutely not. Inspector Versace is a proud employee of the Maryland State Commission of Athletics. He sides with not supremacy. He doesn't side with EWA Pro Wrestling. He sides with... He sides with the guys who are trying to get business done the right way. We're not friends. I don't hang out with the guy. But he is there to conduct business the way it needs to be conducted. So I don't want to hear you bad math on Versace. He's been playing both sides all along for the better of the business. Playing both sides. He's stopping matches because somebody... Because they're breaking the rules, Mike. Because breaking the rules! The rules. You're, you're, you're talking about breaking the rules? That's what supremacy does. Well, ask any, you get any referee in the ring, you can't call what you can't see. I've been a referee in the ring. I've refereed you in the ring, and I've had yeah, issues. I've seen you referee in the ring. You end up super kicking people in the face to, to hey. move over your own personal agenda. Hey. That's true. Okay, that's true. But no, this is no personal agenda. You see what? I was asked to referee that match for a reason. I've had history with each of those individuals for so long, because individually and killer. you were going to call it right down the line, and look what happened. And I was. I was calling it right down the line, and then somebody wanted to use a steel chair, and I tried to take it away from him, TJ Sykes, and he hit me with it. Incidental, it not incidental. Steel cage match. There's no disqualification, no count-outs. You're, he could have perfectly used that steel chair if he wanted to. He had the upper hand. He had the advantage. There was no reason for him to use a steel chair at that point in time, I was using oh, my better judgment as a referee. You know what? I hope I get to get in there and referee a match with you for the heavyweight championship. Or maybe this possible match that we're talking about where all the titles are on the line. I would love to be the one that counts one, two, three, or counts a submission and sees you lose the EWA heavyweight championship so you can fight up from underneath and see what it's like to be on the bottom of the pile. 
Well, if I have anything to do with it, you won't even come close to that match. In fact, maybe I'll go bring over a ring announcer who does a hell of a lot better job than you do from another promotion, and maybe they'll ring announce that match because you surely don't deserve to be put in that spotlight. After I've done all of the different books and index cards for you and given all of your accolades and put you over, you can say that to me. That's great. You know what? I, I, Big Ugly, you got to take over for a minute. I'm getting hot. I'm getting pissed. So, you know, go ahead. Go ahead. You're the voice of Maryland. I am the voice of Maryland. That's right. But anyway, this is hashtag Pat Anthony. You got to remember, we're talking to Maryland. That's a name that you gave yourself. You're the only one I've ever seen use the tag voice of Maryland. No one else calls you the voice of Maryland. Don't try to put yourself over like you're this God microphone godsend. You're not. And you never will be. I saw a sign in the audience, man. You're- I, I, I saw signs. You know, people put it up on uh, social media, and you know all about social media. Hashtag Pat Anthony. Over 2,200 followers worldwide. See, I know his accolades. I know how to do this. I know how to do my job. But anyway, this is not about my job. This is about your job. Hashtag Pat Anthony. All right, we talked about... Let, let's go back a little bit. I want to talk about this because we did talk about this uh, with Joey Badami, actually. Let's talk about Rage in the Cage. Let's talk about the main event of Rage in the Cage for the EWA Heavyweight Championship. Hashtag Pat Anthony defending against Joey Badami. Big Ugly, why don't you talk about this match? Tell me what you thought about this match. Um, I, I, uh, to give hashtag Pat Anthony some credit, I, I thought that this was a great match. Um, and hashtag Pat Anthony came out on top. What can I say? Um, what did you think barely. about that? Barely. 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 But uh, it, it is what it is. He, he won the match. Well, why don't we get your thoughts, hashtag? Well, once again, you put me in a situation, steel cage, no one else can interfere. You put the the, bike, the bright big spotlights on me, and I came out on top once again. Uh, Joey, I, I proved once again that Joey Badami may look like a million bucks, but once you get him in, the, once you get him in the ring with me, he doesn't stand foot to me, and I took care of that thanks to thanks to a trash can, thanks to some kendo sticks, thanks to a twelve foot high steel cage, and thanks to a, a handy dandy steel chair that I happened to use on him during the match. So um, I will respect Joey Badami for for the competitor that he is. He faced me one-on-one in there, but once he found out again, I'm the man. I'm the EWA heavyweight champion. And in 15 short minutes, he found that out after I I let him beaten down and bloody in the middle of that ring. I'll tell you that. You did, there were a lot of weapons used in that match. It is a steel cage match, no rules, as you said. But he took it to you. You took a beating in that match, too. Absolutely. I I could barely walk for the next two days. I I didn't even go to work on Monday. It it was brutal. It was violent. It was everything that it was promoted to be. And um, but the bottom line is I walked out the EWA heavyweight champion barely. But as you said, I'll admit it. I barely walked out the champion that night. But I climbed over that cage. My two feet hit the floor first. And you can't deny that I'm the greatest superstar in the EWA past, present or future. You can't deny that. I've won almost every championship in the shortest amount of time period that this company has to offer. But, I'm, but of course, I'm overshadowed by TJ Sykes. I'm overshadowed by Jim Christian going out and grabbing a microphone every 30 minutes, rambling about God knows what. And I'm continually overshadowed, and I'm tired of hearing about it, and I'm tired of being overshadowed and looked at as a second-rate guy. But now that TJ Sykes is out of the way, now that JT Moore is out of the way, now that, G, now that Joey Badami is out of the way, it's my time. It always was my time, and it's my time now for Ever. I will never ever lose that EWA championship as long as you keep putting hack jobs like JT Moore, like TJ Sykes, like Desert Storm, like Joey Badami in my path. That's strong. That I, I can't I can't I'm say speechless. that's strong. 
All right. It's strong if you back it up, but I've backed up everything that I have ever said. Have I not? Have I not beaten all these guys that I've just listed now? That's true. I, okay, that's true, but it's not over. Like I said, this is just beginning. I don't believe Joey Badami is done with you. I don't believe JT Moore is done with you. I don't believe Corey Bush is done with you. I don't believe that you are done with this locker room and this locker room that will continue to build because EWA Pro Wrestling does have eyes and ears on it, and there are people coming out of the woodwork sending messages to EWA Pro Wrestling on Facebook, sending messages and voicemails and phone calls to Jim Christian, the owner of the EWA. They want a piece of the EWA. They want to come in and they want a piece of hashtag Pat Anthony. They want a piece and of supremacy. Bring every single one of them on because I'm ready for them. Because get this straight, Mikey D. Get this through your little head right now. I will be the EWA Heavyweight Championship hashtag forever. There's nobody you can bring into EWA Pro Wrestling that even stands tall to me. No one. Big Ugly, you want to get in there and take that first bump? You want to take this man on? Uh, no, sorry. <laughs> he said no. Maybe you go ahead and referee the match and, uh, you know, throw a little super kick in there. Uh, you never know, because I can do it, and I have done it if before. If I have to get in the ring with Big Augie, there is no way in hell that Mikey D will ever be the referee for that match. Hey, you're not in charge of the EWA Pro Wrestling, okay? There are still people above you that are making those decisions, and if somebody wants to don me to don the referee, the white and the black, I'll do it. Oh, I'll do it. I'll get in there and I'll do it. And I will call it right down the middle. But trust me, if you get in my face like TJ's gotten in my face, and if you hit me with a steel chair in the gut, and if you push me out of the way and into a steel cage or in the ropes, I may just retaliate. I can take care of myself. And I will take care of myself. I will still go in there and I will do my job. I will announce you just as I have before. You know, don't worry about bringing in another ring announcer. You know, I'll, I'll go in and I'll do my job. I'll announce all the supremacy. I'll announce you guys. And I'm sure you guys are going to get in my face, push me around. That's what you do. That's fine. Push a ring announcer around. But you're going to get pushed back. There's plenty of people in EWA Pro Wrestling, past, present, and future, that are going to push back on supremacy. Mikey D, I swear to God, if you are the reason I lose this EWA Heavyweight Championship unfairly and unjustly, that time where supremacy held a knife to your throat is going to look like a 10-year-old Saturday morning cartoon after what I'm done with you. Wow. I swear to God. I, I, you know, that sounded like a threat. Big Ugly. That sounded no, like that, a threat. That's a definite threat. Um, and, and, you yeah, know, here's hashtag. absolutely a threat. You, a referee slash ring announcer is threatening to cost me my EWA Heavyweight Championship that I earned in the ring, something that you have never done in EWA. So what if Mikey D, the voice of Maryland, gets in the ring with you one-on-one? That's all he is, is a voice. He doesn't know a wrist lock from a wristwatch. He's a voice. And if he tries to get in the ring with me, I swear to God, it will be the last thing he ever says. But you're hashtag forever. You're, you're never going to lose that championship. How am I, a ring announcer referee, going to cause you to lose the EWA heavyweight championship? How would I become a factor in your outcome? You're the one making allegations that you're going to super kick me and try to cost me my championships. Hey, you're the one I, making all the threats. I will defend myself if necessary. That's what I will do. It, I you're back, making threats, Mike. I'm making promises. I so backed not, down from, difference here. you know, I got backed down and got put down by supremacy for so long. And, and you know what? It's, I'm going to stand up and do my job, and I'm going to stand up. And you know what? If I get knocked down, I get knocked down. But I'm not going to get pushed down. I'm not going to get backed off. I'm going to do my job. EWA Pro Wrestling is my my home okay that's my yard sir and my yard has a lot of people to complain it not just you and your friends everybody can play in ewa pro wrestling and everybody's got to get along if they don't get along they're going to settle their differences they're going to do it inside the ropes and they're going to do it one two three or submission and they're going to do it 
against supremacy if they have to. That's absolutely fine. But it's been my house and it's been my show ever since I walked in this door, Rage of the Cage 2014. So. Hashtag. Now, hashtag Ben Anthony, you are, you are. He's getting hot over here. You the man. Um, you are the champion. If you could call out one person that you want to get in that ring next, who would it be? Mikey D off the table? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> See, I even put my hands up. I'm like, come on, come on. No, you, you wouldn't stand a chance. I, I mean, if, if you're saying Joe, Joey Badami isn't done with me, no, then put him in the ring. Then put him in the ring with me again. But there's a lot of great guys. I mean, I still have the EWA Tag Team Championships to go for, and then I will be the only the second Grand Slam champion, and probably the more recognizable Grand Slam champion when I eventually get my hands on that on those EWA Tag Team Championships. I don't know, maybe a. Been mixing up with uh, been mixing up with Apollo Cruz. I haven't really gotten in the ring with him since I've been in EWA, and that, that's one that's one other guy that, of the all those old timers that are still hanging around trying to relieve their old glory. So th- throw me in the ring with Apollo Cruz, and we'll see what happens. Apollo Cruz definitely not going anywhere. Jason Drake definitely not going anywhere. And, yeah. and all of this changing of the guard, yeah, and it's a perfectly constructed plan by hashtag Pat Anthony. Now you're in the seat oh, that you want to be in. You're in the driver's seat. You're in the power seat. So this 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 next show, this Faith No More 3 Saturday, May 13th, Tall Cedars Hall in Parkville, Maryland, has a lot of mystique around it. We don't exactly know what's going to happen yet. You know, there's, there's not a lot of mystique, but the build is what is going to happen that is the question and i'm even you know i'm even excited to see it myself what will happen what will hashtag pat anthony do who will he defend the title will we have this huge match with all the titles who's going to do what and what's going to be next because that's the big draw that's what i'd want to see and that's why i'm going to be ringside doing my job you're going to be there big ugly i believe yes i will be there there. uh but i will be in the stands with them oh okay you'll be behind the guardrail okay (laughs) I got gotcha. you. You all right over there? You sound a little sick. I don't know if you're getting I'm a fine. little. Oh, okay. I'm just. I'm concerned. Man, I'm, getting, I'm getting a little sick listening to this voice of yours right now. I'm, I'm the voice of Maryland. WA title. You called into the podcast. You wanted to be on the podcast. This is my podcast with Big Ugly. This is our podcast. So you're our guest. So you know, I'm, I'm just looking out for my. Uh, you know, for the guests. You know, Big Ugly. I'm looking out for the health yeah. and welfare. Okay. But anyway. Yeah, you surely don't treat your guests with a whole lot of respect. Do this when your girlfriend comes over, Mike. You just you super kick her in the face and you make a dinner. Well, you know, I, I I've only done this once with T.J. Sykes, and apparently this is what I'm getting known for. That was a pretty good super kick, though. You gotta say, I, I did knock him down and almost out. So that was go good form, absolutely. So yeah, I've seen better. But you know, you might see better if you get close to me and you start making me upset. You might see better. It might come right face to face. You never know. But this ain't about me. This ain't about this ain't about Mikey D. This ain't about Dirty Mike. This ain't even about the Big Ugly. This is about hashtag Pat Anthony. I want to ask you a question, and this is serious. This is from the heart. Why hashtag why? I mean, there's so much potential that you had when you doing things on your own, when you were telling the story in between the ropes, when you were getting on the microphone, why did you have to go out and get the backup with the boys and the girls? Why did you have to take that kind of road? Why couldn't you have done it the right way? Why? This is the right way. It has always been the right way. I, you're sitting here saying, well, why did I take the high road? This is why? the high road. Look at, look at everything I've accomplished 
since I, I've told the fans to go F themselves. Look at everything I've done. I've won the EWA Maryland Championship. I won I won the Evolution I won the Evolution Double Ring Battle Royal. I won Sweet Sixteens, EWA Championships. This is the road I was always meant to take. And for you to sit here and think that I should take any other road, well, I'll go back and see. I'll, if that was the road I was going to take, I'd be in the back of the line with the JT Moores and the Tony Macos, who haven't even gotten their feet wet in this business yet. This is the road I was intended to take. And with Violet there by my side, we've only just begun. And we're going to keep going at Faith No More 3. And we're going to keep going throughout the rest of the year. So, I, so buy your tickets, because what happens next you will not be ready for, and I guarantee it. I, I, I'm interested to see what happens next, and I think the only way that we're going to be able to see it is being there live. I can't miss it. Uh, yeah, you, I don't think anybody can miss it. I mean, we had record crowds for Rage in the Cage. You know, we had record crowds for Sweet 16. I think it could be even bigger and better. You know, what What if the Hamden Hammer Bill Ward gets in your face? What if, what you know... <laughs> He's got the power of the fans and the power of the people behind him, and he's got the kids. He's got more followers out there than hashtag Pat Anthony does on social media. What What if you get in the ring with the Hamden Hammer Bill Ward? Don't you ever use the words Bill Ward and Pat Anthony in the same in the same sentence ever again, because that is the most disrespectful thing you have ever said to me. It's comical to me. Have you ever seen Bill Ward wrestle? Have you? I have seen Bill Ward work in between the ropes. I have seen him become. And you dare say what? Ha- what's going to happen if Bill Ward tries to get in the ring with me? He's the hammer. Man. He is the hammer. He's the hands and hammer. That's all he has to go for. I dare Bill Ward if he if he wants to try to get in the ring. God, this is funny. This is turned into a comedy show. Is this a comedy show? Is Dirty Ugly Wrestling a comedy show now? Thought this was a wrestling show. He has won the EWA Tag Team Championships. I will say that. <laughs> and he has yeah, the support because, of the fans. because his partners, his partners back in the days had some sort of idea what they're doing. Oh, oh my goodness! Maybe if Bill Ward stops riding the coattails of Jim Christian and and all those other guys who he can't seem to get off the pants off, maybe he won't be successful in this business. Maybe, but don't you ever use the words. Bill Ward and Pat Anthony in the same sentence ever again because that is completely disrespectful. And I'm sitting here crying tears and laughter right now because you would do something like that. All right, let me oh throw let me throw another name out there. Wes Mercer. Let's throw Wes Mercer, who never chose a side, who never took a side. EWA country or supremacy. He always did his own thing. And he did defeat TJ Sykes at Faith No More, I'm sorry, at uh, Sweet 16, and he did go on to be in that four-way match, and he did not win the Sweet 16. I think he's due. You know, he's never won a Sweet 16, but he is the legendary super cruiserweight, the only four-time cruiserweight champion in EWA. And nobody can seem to beat him. Nobody can seem to beat this guy. What's going to happen when you get in the ring with him? Well, I've never personally had an issue with Wes Mercer, other than a a little feud we had going on at Rage in the Cage 2015 when I he tried to cause some chaos between myself and Joey Badami. Um, she was raging the cage 2016. I'm sorry. Thank you. Um, but if um, if he wants to get in the ring with me, I think we'll have a great match. But um, once again, I'm going to walk out that EWA Heavyweight Champion because West Mer- I, I've I've seen everything that West Mercer has done. I don't think he can say the same about me. I think West Mercer has been on his own personal agenda, 
and he hasn't really been watching out of what exactly I've been doing. But I've been watching Wes Mercer, and if he tries to pick a fight with me for my championship, he's going to have another thing coming. There's so many names that are, as I said, on the current roster, on the, on previous rosters, who can come back, who can start anew, and I just I cannot wait to see because it's going to be Supremacy, who is now a total of five, against the world, and the world has the numbers. The EWA country has the numbers. The you know it, I don't it could end up against the weight of the world. The weight of the world. Yeah, let's let's throw that in there. Let's just talk about Corey Bush for a minute. Well over 400 pounds, the weight of the world. How can you even think that you can stand up against him? Because I've beaten guys bigger, and I've beaten guys stronger. Who's bigger than Corey Bush? Who's bigger than Corey Bush? Well, I've I've beaten guys like Hoss Haygood before. I've beaten guys like Rayburn. Rayburn was my former tag team partner, and then when he tried to step off and get in the ring with me— I beat him one, two, three in the middle of the ring in six minutes flat. I've beaten bigger, I've beaten stronger, and if Corey Bush wants a shot at the title, bring it. Bring it. You, you, why don't you call him right now? Oh, I'm, I'm sure we could. He he is a former Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast uh, interviewee. I'm yeah, sure he would come back on again. And I'm sure he's listening to this. I'm sure as everybody in EWA Pro Wrestling and all of the EWA country is listening to this, I, I just can't wait for May 13th. I really can't. Faith No More 3. You, you got to call. You got to get your tickets. You got to show up. You know, don't show up too late because you'll either be standing or you won't get in. It's, it's going to be it's going to be that Serious. Right. To watch the end of supremacy. The end is oh, is that what you say? The end of supremacy. End of supremacy. Okay. Yeah, end of supremacy. Yeah, we'll see. Well, I can tell you one thing. You put supremacy on the bill, and there will be fans turned away at the door. Get your tickets now for EWA and Supremacy presents Faith No More Three interaction. That's May thirteenth at Tall Cedars Hall. Get them now, or you'll be waiting at the door till after the show's over to see what happens. And that's an interesting uh, interaction. You know, we haven't gotten too far deep into this. It was sort of leaked on EWA Pro Wrestling on Facebook. The EWA country in attendance is going to have a lot of say over what happens that night. You know, what kind of matches we're going to have, who's going to be involved in these matches, what titles are going to be on the line. You know, it's going to be a very interactive show. We're going to ask the EWA country what they want and we're going to give it to them because they deserve it they, they are very very passionate fans very loyal fans and they they've been there for you in the past too hashtag pat anthony i don't know if they're there for you now but they're they definitely been there for you in the past i could give a, a siberian sheep shit if they are there for me now or not that is the first time I've ever heard those three words put together in the same. You know, that's that's pretty creative. I gotta say that. Hashtag Siberian sheep shit. Get it trending. It, it might be trending worldwide, just like hashtag Pat Anthony. Um, so let's uh, let's put a bow on this. Uh, we we've had a very interesting conversation. Big ugly. Do you have any final thoughts here for the hashtag the? The EWA heavyweight champion. Man, I don't have any final thoughts, man. I, I'm just ready to see what happens at Faith No More. Oh, uh, come man. on, Ugly. You got to give me something. I didn't call this. Just talk to Mikey D. I came here to scrap it up with you, too. You got to give me something. I'm not hanging up until you give me something. <laughs> you were a Desert Storm fan. You still are, even though he has parted ways with EWA Pro Wrestling, Big Ugly. You, uh, TJ Sykes, sat right here in the mansion, and we saw 
the he basically broke down and he talked about exactly what he had done and he was going on. So you saw all this emotion. He actually extended his hand to shake my hand. Do you ever see that coming out of hashtag Pat Anthony? Oh no. I mean, listen to the way he's been talking this whole podcast. There's no way you guys are ever gonna shake hands. Um he's gonna continue to hide behind supremacy. Oh and uh hope and, and use them to uh to his success and that, that's about it. See that? There's a lot of people that shake your hand. If the two of you ever down the line actually show me the respect that I have earned in the three years I have been in this company, you can't deny that I've won almost every championship and done almost everything there is to do in this company. I've won the sweet 16s. I've won the evolution double ring battle royal ladder match gimmicks. I've done everything and I deserve your respect. And I will not reach my hand out to shake your hands unless I feel that you have given me the respect that I have hashtag earned. Maybe I should put in an application and join Supremacy. I mean, uh, you know, I, I think I, I could be a good vocal mouthpiece for Supremacy. I could wear that shirt, you know, that has the, uh, the super kicking of the, uh, the, the, the Racy Hawkins on the shirt. I mean, are you guys still going to use that gimmick? I mean, uh, even though the, the guy that does the super kick is now out of EWA Pro Wrestling, you're going to still use that shirt? Because I kind of, even though I didn't agree with how that shirt was created, I kind of like that shirt. Maybe the shirt will be a little altered the next time you see it. But going back to what you just said, the applying for supremacy yeah. your application will be respectfully be denied and we will wish you the best in your future endeavors that's okay well I mean you know I appreciate the consideration um, your loss uh, yeah that's right I mean you could have the voice <laughs> of Maryland on your team I mean uh, I, I have apparently a lot of uh, a lot of pull when it comes to EWA Pro Wrestling I've been there for a long time uh, we'll see know. the response from this podcast and we'll see who's the new voice of Maryland and there has been, and we've had people uh, as far as tens of hundreds, even thousands of downloads with our podcasts, and that's a lot. Of, and you've been on our podcast before, too, hashtag Pat Anthony. Uh, you actually were scheduled for an interview and came in on your own time, as you usually do, trending now worldwide, and you came in and you sat down, and it was actually a pretty civil conversation, if I remember correctly. It was a good conversation. We talked about pro wrestling. We talked about life in general. We talked about you getting into the business. Um, you know, could those days ever happen again? Could we get Pat Anthony back before the hashtag was cool? Could we get, like I, you know? Like I said, if I ever get the respect that I have earned since I have been in this company for the past three years, maybe down the line, I'll start showing my a little bit of my good side. But that's down the line. Right now with Supremacy, we're dealing with Faith No More 3, we're coming, we're coming after the championships, and we're coming after the entire company. And let me tell you this, if Supremacy gets their hands on the ownership of EWA, the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast will be no more if I have anything to do with it. Hey now, you know, wait a minute. Uh, nothing, no, no, it's done. If we win, it's done. If we take over the company, it's done because I'm sick of this disrespect from you and Big Ugly. Well, we're we're trending worldwide too. You you need us. That's right. You need us to get you over. You need me. I've never needed you guys a day in my life. Well, I tell you what. Why, why don't you just use this platform one more time while you have the opportunity? If you'd like to tell people where to find you on social media, how to follow you, how to find you at Faith No More Three, May Thirteenth, Tall Cedars Hall in Parkville, Maryland. Why, why don't you go ahead and do that? Why don't you push yourself over? May Thirteenth, 
2017 Tall Cedars Hall. It will be EWA Faith No More 3. Supremacy is coming for all the championships. We're coming for the ownership of EWA Pro Wrestling. We're coming after all of it. Come see us at Faith No More 3, May 13th. You can also follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Pat Anthony MD. You can like me on Facebook, facebook.com slash you like Pat Anthony. And you can look me up on Snapchat at Fluffy Puppy Pat. That's right, Fluffy Puppy Pat on Snapchat. Find it out. You can also check me at UCW Pro Wrestling in Dunbar, Pennsylvania. I am the UCW American Champion. You can see me in the All-Star 8 tournament coming this June to Dunbar, Pennsylvania. I'll be competing with the likes of Sickened, um, Jesse Skelton, some other great wrestlers out there in the Pennsylvania area. Definitely come check out check that out on there, and um, and we'll see you at Faith No More Three. One final question: What if you lose? What if you lose your championship at Faith No More Three? However, it turns out, what what if you lose? What's next for hashtag Pat Anthony? in EWA Pro Wrestling and Faith No More 3 is the final chapter and that's it there, there, there is no lose it's win or go home that is hashtag Pat Anthony the current EWA heavyweight champion and as far as respect goes I and Big Ugly want to thank you for calling in to the big uh podcast here the dirty ugly wrestling podcast and we will see you at faith no more three hashtag pat anthony thank you thank you it was a a great honor to have you as my guest on my dirty ugly wrestling podcast appreciate it thank you sir we're back on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Uh, Big Ugly, that was a... That was intense, man. I was just about to use that exact same word. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty glad that it was actually over the phone because uh, you know our guards would have been a little tense. I would have been tense because, uh, yeah, man, that, that was something. And uh, I got to say, I'm, as a fan of professional wrestling and a fan of EWA Pro Wrestling... I'm excited to see what happens next, Faith No More 3 on May 13th. I am excited and I'm worried at the same time. You know, for the longest time I've been calling for the implosion of supremacy. But I got to tell you, uh, Hashtag Pan Anthony came across as very confident in the next steps for supremacy. So uh, I'm concerned there's no TJ Sykes to stop him. Um, No Desert Storm. No Desert Storm. Um, So EWA has to come together yeah and EWA country's got to step up and all of these guys that uh, I mentioned so many of them Apollo Crews Wes Mercer Corey Bush Jason Drake uh, Duran J Tony Macko Chris Burns anybody on the past present or even future roster they got to step up um, 
And do you, we alluded to this, do you think this was his plan the whole time? Was this all masterminded by hashtag Pat Anthony? Uh, I, I do believe so. Um, I could just, just hear from what he was saying, that this was something he was thinking about. He, he knew what he was doing this whole time, joining Supremacy. He knew where it would take him, the position it would put him in, and he took full advantage of it. And did you hear at the end when I asked him, what if he loses? Didn't he pause a little bit and stammer? He, he paused for he paused for quite a bit, um, which he, really makes me wonder what was going on through his mind. He said there is no losing. Right. Um, and he hadn't thought about that. He only sees winning. Um, wow. I'm, I'm excited. I mean, yeah, I, I, and I apologize. I got a little hot. You know, uh, he, he was pushing me, and he pushed the envelopes of the language, so we do apologize for any language. Uh, you know, we're going to have to put uh, – we, we've had language on before, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm not putting anything. <laughs> okay. It is what it is. Yeah. You know, and that's hashtag Pat Anthony. So uh, I, I tell you what, it is – you know, that's on this medium, but it is a family-friendly show at EWA Pro Wrestling. Come and see it, and, uh, you know, just check it out because you do not want to miss it. We don't know exactly what's going to happen, but that is what's so exciting. We don't know what's going to happen, but we know there's going to be supremacy. We know there's going to be championships, and we know there's going to be new scores and unsettled scores. So it's going to be great. What were we talking about before we were so rudely interrupted? I think we were talking just about the superstar shakeup. We were talking about things. Yeah, man, we just talking about the shakeup um, that's going on. Uh, we, man, we talked about so many things. Uh, I think the last thing we we're talking about Braun Strowman's pushing. You know, yeah. we like the direction they're going in with Strowman. We do. Um, who else, man? Who else is getting pushed in that in that um, good direction? Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, somebody else who's new on SmackDown, Charlotte. Yeah, man, this is good. I like to see her with some new girls. Charlotte is definitely probably the top D. Uh, I was about to say diva. Oh Ooh. my goodness! Woo. Roll Tide. Yeah, Roll Tide on that one. So <laughs> Charlotte is the top uh, women's competitor, definitely in the sport right now. I think she's got the most uh, flair. No pun intended. So. Um, <laughs> So it'll be good to see her work with some of the different girls over there. And she traded places with Alexa Bliss, who I think was a top uh, woman uh, competitor on SmackDown. So and she is now the now number on one contender for the Raw Women's Championship against Bailey. Yeah. So that could be interesting. Yeah. Um, and some uh, notables that went uh, over to Raw, Dean Ambrose showed up on Raw. You know, I was going to ask you about Dean Ambrose. Yeah. Um, what do you think of his... All right, so you like you know his like uh, lunatic kind of uh, gimmick. Yeah. Um, what do you think about it? It's kind of wearing thin on me. Like that, like the whole like nothing's really serious kind of thing. Almost like everything's a joke. It's a good point. Um, I think he's been flat. Uh, I think, uh, and I don't get me wrong. He's a great worker. Oh yeah, and yeah, he puts on some some pretty good matches. But I think it's all running a little flat for me right now. Yeah, like uh, like you know the whole like uh, he actually thought it Miz was uh, you know was John Cena and, and stuff, <laughs> and then it's like we found out he like you know gave him the dirty D's. Like it it was like it was just kind of one of those things where it's like okay, ha ha. But I, I don't know. I feel like that. I feel like it's kind of run its course. Yeah. And I think that he needs to find something, get a little more serious, as Austin would say, you know, don't rest on your laurels. You right. know, so um, and I feel like that's kind of what happens. He, he's kind of resting on his laurels. I feel like the company probably feels it, judging from where he is on the card these days. Yeah. I mean, on the kickoff um, show and WrestleMania, defending the IC belt. Come on now. Yeah. So here's I don't know. here's what I think. And this is just a. I don't know if you want to call this a, a good old standby. Turn him heel. 
you know what? He's over, but he's not too over. You know what I mean? Uh, turn him heel. You know, but uh, just uh, you know, get him off the mic. Uh, I think he's okay on the mic in in piece, pieces and bits, but uh, I think you need to just shake him up. You need to do something different with him. If you keep doing the same thing, there's really no substance to it. So, and, and Miz is so over, turn him face. Everybody loves what Miz is doing. Everybody loves the fact, and keep him the same character, the same cocky, arrogant, and same thing with Maurice. Turn them face, you know, sell some Miz merchandise. Yeah. Get I, him out there. Yeah, I think it'll work. Um, personally, man, I, I like the Miz on SmackDown, man. I I wish I wish they had kept him on SmackDown. I'm interested to see how it goes with Raw, but something something about the Miz being on SmackDown worked for me. Um, and I, I just get worried he might get lost in the shuffle a little bit on Raw. I don't know. Something about Raw with certain superstars makes me concerned, and the mm-hmm. Miz is one of them. Um, but can we talk about the Hardy Boys for a minute? Please. Just for a minute. Please. Just uh, for a minute. I know we, we're running long and we appreciate y'all listening yeah. to the Dirty Ugly Wrestling man. Podcast. Look, um, the Hardy Boys. Still calling them boys. So they're using uh, the old characters, the old gimmicks. They're kind of yeah. revitalizing the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. Because even they cut a promo on the last Raw and they were just talking in their usual Hardy Boy. Yeah. You know, lingo. And they cut a promo this week uh, as well. Jeff Hardy actually went one-on-one with Cesaro. Yes. By the way, great match. Um, and they, there's shades of it. I know that the whole character or whatever is trademarked, or but I mean, that, that, there's a lot of it they can use. There's a, they can't do the whole deal, but they can do some of it. They can hint at it because the crowd is still delete, delete, delete. And then Matt every so once in a while throwing up his arm to do the delete, and uh, you know Jeff Hardy doing the same thing. And you know when Matt makes those faces that he never made before, I mean that's a part of his character. He was always just a kind of smiling, jovial, or just you know straight face, whatever. Yeah. He throws them big white teeth out there and ah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's it's great. I like the potential. They're just not shooting the moon yet. Yeah, absolutely. I think that I think that when we thought about the Hardys coming back, and I expressed this before, you know, I would have liked them to come back with the broken gimmick. I tell you one thing: if they work towards that broken gimmick, I feel like I would be completely satisfied. Um, but if they're unable to do that, you know, I'll enjoy the ride because I still love the Hardy Boys. But um, you know, nothing can replace that feeling of wanting to see that broken gimmick get mm-hmm. used in WWE and see how you know how they would how they would go with that. Um, but there's a lot of potential there. I think they, they get them back in. They do what everybody knows. They keep it real. They keep it relative. And then they build up to this. And they, they have little bits and pieces where they build up to this. I think there's a lot of potential there. And um, so there was a lot of different stars on the Superstar Shakeup. Go check out Raw and SmackDown on USA Network. Check them out. Uh, we talked about UFC a little bit. Uh, TNA Impact is doing what it's doing. Uh, Alberto Del Rio's over there. Alberto El Patron, whatever you want to call him. Uh, Cody Rhodes is still in and out of there. Bruce Pritchard is now on TNA yeah. Impact. Hey, so let me. Uh, I'm gonna I'm I'm leave on this one. This is my last thing about Alberto uh, El Patron. Yeah. I'll- Alvaro Del Rio, man. What the is, husband of Paige. Yeah, the husband now. of Paige. Yeah. So here's the thing about Alberto. I heard that Vince, even after the second time when Alberto wanted to leave, that Vince wanted him to stay. Like Vince wanted Alberto back, even after the second time. And I just, it just begs the question, why? I mean, I listen, Alberto Del Rio is a great uh, wrestler. Yeah. His in-ring work is phenomenal. It is. But other than that, man, the... The, he he he's not over. 
He can't get over. He's over when he comes back, but after that, it's nothing. And I personally, I don't know. Oh, I feel like Alberto Del Rio has had many chances of getting pushed to get over, and he can't get over. And at this point, it's like I don't feel like I can blame it on WWE. Like people just don't relate to Alberto Del Rio. That's why I want to see the he's a original. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a mechanic. He can get in there and work a match with anybody. That's why he's so valuable. Uh, he can make anybody look like a million bucks. And I think if they put that aristocrat character that he first had when he first came out, that heel, snobbish, rich, you know, that would work for him. It would get over now because people would be more relatable to that. But I don't know if Vince wanted him because of that or he wanted him to be a mechanic because there's a, a, a couple of people nowadays that can be a mechanic and work. Um, Dolph Ziggler is a mechanic, yes. unfortunately. He can't get over. Uh, Sami Zayn, same thing. Maybe they'll try to push him. He's on SmackDown now, which is pretty interesting. But uh, we, we're going to see. It's going to be interesting. So next time we come back uh, at the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast, I believe we have an interview scheduled for the, for the only three-time guest in Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast history. We've got Jason Drake, the current EWA Pro Wrestling Maryland Champion, and his valet manager girlfriend, Miss Rizzo, the rabid Rizzo. They're going to be here live in the mansion, and I don't think they're going to stand us up. No, man. They're going to they're gonna come, man. They're our only three-time uh, guests, and, uh, man, we're going to have a good time talking to them. Whenever Jason Drake comes through, we always have a good time talking. EWA, talking WWE wrestling. Uh, same with Miss Rizzo, so I'm excited for this. That's going to be great, and as I said, we got a lot of interviews coming up and a lot of uh, great things coming up on Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast in the future. We want to thank everybody for listening to our podcast, and it's your podcast as well. Don't forget to go tell us which Rocky movie is the best. Leave comments at EWA Pro Wrestling. Send messages uh, at uh, Dirty Ugly Wrestling on Facebook. Uh, make sure to check us out at Dirty Ugly Wrestling at Pro... Uh, Gmail, right? .com. Leave it on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, wherever you want to do it, wherever we share the podcast. What is the what is the best Rocky movie? We want to hear from you. And Big Ugly, what do you have before we leave? How are you going to end this podcast today? Oh, I always Mikey put you on the spot. <laughs> Why you put me on the spot? <laughs> damn it. Come on. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, hey, thanks a lot. We appreciate it. Share, like, follow. Tell everybody, all your friends, Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. We're on uh, Twitter as well, at DU Wrestling Pod. Twitter. Twitter machine. So we're all over the place. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Hashtag Pat Anthony. I guess we're going to see what happens at Faith No More 3. Faith No More 3, man. It's going to be serious, man. Like, we don't really know much about what's going to happen. But I know it's going to be real, man. That's it's going to get real. That's exciting. The unknown is what's most exciting. And sometimes that's the best way. So we will see you next time. And we are going to say it like we always do. Three, two, one. Deuces. Deuces.